everyone to today's Custodians podcast. I'm Vincent McMahon and the topic is parenting ourselves. So as usual on Custodians podcast we'll have um, lots of different topics ranging from science, indigenous wisdom, uh, nature uh, and also um, life in Italy, life in southern Italy. A uh, bit of music and um, and some really amazing positive stories on on uh, on what we can do and and uh, you know where we can go as a, as a as a civilization really sounds really deep when I said like that, but um, to begin with just talking about uh, life in Italy at the moment, uh, lots of things happening in the vegetable gardens. I I managed to be given by Biagio actually some quarantined ancient beans. Uh, that he kept to to keep the strain pure, and uh, had them in little vacuum packed um, like the packages, and he gave gave me some to grow. So I'm really really excited to see uh, what happens to them and uh, and to try and taste them. It feels quite honoured actually to be to be growing um, ancient uh, ancient beans or fagioli fagioli as they're called in in uh, in Italy. Um, it's it's kind of end of June and and a lot of the gardens are beginning to really come into come into the room, but it's been very windy. Strangely, everybody's saying here it's really strange that it's so windy at this time of the year and and uh, and cloudy, and that that has the effect of drying out a lot of the a lot of the plants. And so um, yeah, it's it's it, it's been strange. Also, drying out means you got to water you got to water things a lot more uh, than than normal. Um, we had the cherry harvest uh, uh, recently, uh, which you forget about the harvest, and all of a sudden there's ch- loads of cherries on the trees, uh, but absolutely delicious. And I've been, um, you know, looking at all the different varieties, like from yellow cherries all the way across to really dark, that kind of dark cherry color, and all different flavors right across the different uh, uh, spectrums of taste. Amazing. And I think um, great to have a freezer that you can put them all in because it's really difficult to eat so many so many cherries uh all at the same time but it's 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 the, the, the trees are full of them it's it's been it's been really really crazy good um well, i wanted to move on and talk about um you know things um on the internet obviously i'm interested in the earth and uh, what we're doing to the earth um but also trying to bring out the positive stories and positive things that that, that we can do which i think there are many you know, there, there are, there's, a, there's an easier way that we can live on the earth give it, to give it a healing breath and give ourselves a healing breath. Uh, you know, we've been pretty much at full tilt for the last 40 years um, going by statistics and going by, I think, what everybody is feeling. Um, so taking our foot off the pedal and, you know, um, concentrating on other things, I think now uh, would give ourselves and the earth a much needed healing breath. So... That's something I'd like to 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 pursue on this uh, on this podcast. I mean, I'm I'm looking at o- online. The focus, you know, can be on the Paris Agreement, which which uh, many countries signed, is to keep the temperature, the global average temperature, uh, to to within a two percent um, uh, average increase. Now, a lot of people's eyes glaze over. I think when they hear that. Um, you know, and it, it, it can be quite technical to, to wonder. Well, how do we do that? Um, it, it it involves carbon. There is carbon. You know, we've been shooting carbon out into the air, um, and that has increased uh, the temperature. So, you know, underneath the two percent, there is that carbon effect. Um, and I think at this stage, there's a lot of desperate measures being taken. 
um, I read in one of the reviews, uh, it said, even if we zeroed all our emissions, that's all our carbon emissions today, we still have a legacy of harm of two trillion tons of CO2 in the air, and we need to do something about that. So even if we stopped and didn't emit anything, we have this legacy that, we, that we've put out. Now, there are strategies, technologies that are being put forward in that desperation, like you know, one of them is BECCS, B-E-C-C-S, um, CCS being carbon capture and storage, which involves burning vegetables and then, gr- sorry, growing vegetables, burning them and then taking the carbon uh, off the, you know, from what's being, from what's being burnt. And, like, this is crazy. This is, this is just crazy. So, you know, the conversation that's not being had to me is reducing or lowering consumption. This is something online that I don't, everybody's running around going, you know, can we recycle? Can we get into a circular economy where we, you know, um, um, circulate things around so we don't have to produce them and all? Nobody's talking about lowering uh, um, consumption. Um, and to me, that's the conversation that really isn't, isn't being had. Obviously, politicians uh, and business people aren't going to put forward anything that involves lowering consumption because that affects uh, GDP or gross gross domestic product, and um, so you know politicians only look four years out. Uh, in fact, less because the election comes up very quick. Companies on I say look two years out. So the very short term view um, of what we do, and it, uh, you know in the main it revolves around consumption. Now I'm reports um, that I have that says you know reaching our limit fallacy of endless growth. Uh, a model of peak metals, we're reaching peak metals and peak minerals that nobody's talking about. Nobody's saying we're actually running out of the very things. Uh, you know, if we look at electric cars, let's all replace our cars with electric cars. We actually don't have the metals and the, uh, the mineral to be able to create uh, all these cars because we've used them all and we're not recycling at a level that allows us to you know uh, put them into the new car so it, it's we're putting forward uh, solutions that just are not are not feasible in in my mind and yet nobody's talking about this nobody's saying uh, you know one of the simple things is just let's lower consumption levels um, and I think we can do that um, um, sust- in a sustainable way you know I had a question what you know there during the week was we lived all sustainably could we continue to grow 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 and um, you know but when i look at all the all the things that are being put forward electric cars robots you know we still need mobile you know mobile phones and um, all these things involve rare metals or rare materials that we're running out of so it doesn't really seem to me that that uh, that that is an option the economic models uh like i did years ago i did economics as a degree so you know, and then they were just talking about supply and demand. You know, no, no professor at that stage. It was just supply and demand in an infinite world. There was nothing finite. No resource was ever seen as finite. Uh, but we live in a finite world. You know, and um, the bottom line is we can't all have everything. It's it's actually not possible. So we have to rein in. Uh, our our consumption our our need to have everything and be told you know by companies and mark that 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 we can have everything it's that's not that's not feasible but i think 
I think we can actually be massively happy without having everything. So, so it's not an austerity. I'm not putting forward any kind of an austerity uh, type type regime. Um, so, so if we look at if we look at the type of marketing that we get, a lot of it is is what's classed as inadequacy marketing, where we are, um, you know, we're first told we're inadequate. You're inadequate if you don't have this holiday or you don't have this car, this new car that's out, or if you don't have this new suit or, you know, whatever it is, you don't have this new coffee machine maker or you're inadequate. And that's what that's actually the name of the marketing. It's called inadequacy marketing. It's been used for years to make you feel inadequate. And the only way that you can feel adequate is if you buy this product. And so by the, by the end of a set of ads, if you're looking at a set of ads or on, on TV, by the end of the ads, you feel totally inadequate. You don't have any of these products, so you're just inadequate. It's really a crazy uh, uh, system, but, but it's one that, 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 that has worked. Um, and so companies keep it up uh, all the time. There is, there's a new type of marketing coming out called empowerment, empowerment marketing, but it's not used very much because it's not as successful uh, for the companies as inadequacy marketing. Um, I read recently by um, a, a psychologist saying that Walmart use, uh, they play sad music on a loop because um, they know that if you're sad, you actually buy more things and you pay more for the things that you buy. So they know this psychologically and they play a loop of, of sad music. Now that's, that's just not, to me, um, not authentic for where we are in the world. You know, I don't think I'm being, you know, crazy in that. Um, marketers um, target our sense of self now. So they're quite at a quite evolved level of psychological understanding of working at our sense of self, working at a potential sense of self and trying to sell us products to reach that potential. But the potential self has nothing to do with self-realization or self-actualization. It's just a potential self with more product. And so for me, that's really counterfeit happiness. It's not, it's not true happiness, you know? You know, you get whatever product, but after a while, it, you know, we know this, we know this from psychologically. We, after a while, we, you don't feel happy. It's, 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 and you've got to also pay the loan for the product as well, which is so, it's almost like we need to have, you know, be told to have everything. And we're like kids in a supermarket uh, at the check-in, you know, trying to go for the sweets or trying to have all the things. Um, and, and this is for me, the, you know, the element of, you know, parenting ourselves. We need to rein in uh, what we're being told, uh, you know, the needs are and driving these needs. Um, when in the end of the day, it's counterfeit, counterfeit happiness. And in parenting ourselves, I think there are loads of things that can make us really happy um, that don't involve resources or products, uh, gross national product, and don't involve putting carbon into the sky. Like, you know, music, art, poetry, nature, walks in nature, hikes, um, swimming, you know, in the sea, uh, friendships, you know, love, Fishing, fishing with a fishing rod out for hours, you know, that I did when I was a kid. Loads of things, actually, when you go back, you know, I did in college or, or you know, when I was a child. They didn't, there wasn't buying products. It was just, you were just 
happy out, you know, you were doing all these things. And I, I think I think going back to all these things, we can have everything, but it's just not, you know, products that uh, that end up destroying the planet. Like every product has to be dug, mined, fracked, whatever. Every single product we buy uh, has an effect on the earth. And we're not at an evolved state. We're kids. We're not at an evolved state that we're recycling everything and we're using all the things we're not we look at the plastics we're not recycling uh, them um so we need to rein in to me but focus on all these amazing things that will give us to me true happiness true connection with each other uh, and we can have a great time you know going back to all those things that we all remember our college years uh you know our childhood years as being as being really uh, happy happy times and uh, i don't think that's just nostalgia i think you know there were loads of elements where we didn't have lots of cash and we didn't have you know all, all the abilities to, that, that we could do but, but yet we, we 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 had a great time you know we had a really really great time and so i'm not putting forward i don't buy this austerity thing um i, I think we can share things i think we can you know really get back to basics and have an amazing life on what is a beautiful planet um, and while also reducing uh, the carbon and getting our two percent even if we don't understand those things they will be the natural effect um, so it's not parenting ourselves in a kind of a harsh way um, but actually just you know being that adult in the decisions and saying hey it's not counterfeit happiness we want I think it is true happiness that we all want um, and regulating our, our ourselves um, to 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 feel that um, if you want to put comments and uh, message me um, really really excited about this is a conversation I think that's not being had to reduce consumption but actually have have a have a great time so um, just going to break for a little bit of music now and uh, I'll talk to you in a few minutes thank you
and welcome back. That was Morning Mandolin by Chris Haugen, Haugen, H-A-U-G-E-N. And uh, I hope you liked it. I thought it was really nice when I uh, when I heard it. Uh, so um, moving on from where we were, uh, I was talking about, uh, you know, coming up with uh, a new way, you know, a new way of being on the planet. And I think it's harking back to really old, old ways, but obviously we have, you know, technology, we're, you know, in a different place. So it's not going backwards to, to where we were, but I think coming up, coming up with creative solutions uh, that aren't based on this demand for growth or demand for GDP and product and everything has to be, you know, everything has to be a product. Um, you know, we had things like childcare, which was done in the community. Now it has to be a product that's sold. Same with music. Music was, you know, was free. You just went into wherever it was done within community or uh, locally. And, uh, you know, now it's a product that's sold. So I think lots of things become products that we need to revisit and come up, as I say, with, with creative uh, with creative solutions. And those solutions involve the things that make us happy, that are you know, art, music, poetry, all those things that are, are to me, our higher octave of, of existence for us. Um, and, and yeah, then we don't involve carbon, carbon neutral, they're GDP neutral, you know. Um, but I think that's a, it's an exciting time to be able to, you know, to explore these, uh, these new, new ways. So it's just awareness, uh, first of all, and then action. There's no point in having awareness without uh, without action. So, uh, so I see it as a call to adulthood. You know, parenting ourselves is is a call to adulthood. As I said, children can't have everything they want, um, and it is time to 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 parent ourselves. Um, but we have massive impact as well. I was reading from a, a psychologist who was saying, you know, the idea of contagion, where we impact. Even if we're meeting people or uh, on online, we impact people three to four people away from the person we t- you know we actually are are talking to. So we don't realize the, the the level of of impact we have as individuals. And I think you know using that to start. Um, you know, it's funny what comes back to me. I was I was reading about uh, uh, somebody who said you know instead of throwing stones at uh you know the big the big yacht with uh whatever all the people on with whatever products and whatever they're doing we need to build our own boat that has uh you know music and art and poetry and organic drinks and and you know really lovely uh, food organic food and all of that and then you'll find everybody else trying to get on our our boat you know which i thought was an amazing way of the, of, uh, of describing it you know um, and that to me is what is what we need to do um, and, and it does also involve educating educating children um, and going back I know a lot of schools now seem to have you know thrown out uh, music rooms or art rooms and, and all the money and emphasis went on a computer room you know I, I think that you know all that needs to be revisited we need to go back to having bigger music rooms you know the whole school devoted to art um, and and the children out in nature every day you know um, and, and, and they all uh, learn very very quickly um, uh, my friend when I uh, when I went to uh, West Papua the rainforest my friend Sam um, he was brought up in the rainforest and amazingly like he he was in the rainforest without any clothes on he used to tell me he'd 
they'd go to the edge of the rainforest, put on their school clothes, and run into the school, get, get their schooling, and then when they were finished, they'd run back to the edge of the forest, take off their school clothes, and run into the forest, because uh, that's where they were more natural. They just felt that was their home. They didn't, the school clothes were kind of, felt awkward on them, you know? But he um, was a webmaster. He created websites um, from the code, like he, he programmed the code. He also spoke in front of the United Nations. Um, so, you know, with that upbringing, it didn't stop him from being either technologically uh, uh, on top of his game and also from a presentation point of view um, and a being point of view uh, on top of his game also so so there's no you know this thing about we have to get our kids started early on whatever it is that's that to me is you know absolute hogwash we need to get them you know well grounded in the things that to, uh, make up proper happiness you know uh, our foundations for uh, really really strong and deep happiness and understand that that impact will impact loads more uh, loads more people you know and there are positive things uh, you know always coming back to the positive things a really good story there in, in Mexico where uh, the Mexican president on the 5th of June uh, this year Mexican president Enrique Peña Nieto he signed 10 decrees um, and I know Mexico's in the in, in the news um, but he signed 10 decrees covering 300 river basins half of mexico's uh, 756 river basins protecting these decrees protected 82 natural protected areas and um, 64 ramsar wetlands and ramsar wetlands are really important they go back to the ramsar convention in iran in 1971 which protected um looked to protect wetlands which are very very special and we're only finding out now um, how special these these wetlands are. Uh, so uh, he's protected 64 Ramsar wetlands. Um, and Mexico's last major free-flowing rivers. So when you know we see about a lot of dams being put in uh, South America or China, he's actually protecting Mexico's last major free-flowing river uh, rivers. And uh, uh, so people in nature, in the decrees, people in nature uh, are predict for the next 50 years, all the way up to 2068, these decrees are in force. So it's, that's like 300 river basins is, is, is really huge. Um, and it involves the uh, Usa Machinta River, the largest and most diverse, diverse river in Central America. Uh, and the water, the, the actual water reserve in that river is ninety three percent protected. So you're a level of protection that is um, is really positive, really beneficial. So there are, you know, there are really really good things happening, and that's a big step for a country that's you know that's Mexico that we're not we're not seeing as a as a you know as a so called uh, developed developed country. So you know, always trying to fly the flag of these positive product uh, projects that are happening and uh delighted to hear any feedback that you have on the podcast and and the conversations that i feel really aren't being had so um please send emails please engage and tell me uh, uh what do you think of of these uh, based on on what i see online based on reports uh, and that i that i see so uh, and my own thinking on it so i'd love to hear from you 
Uh, goodbye and thanks for listening uh, this week. Bye for now. Thank you.